1: 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan.
0: Well, that was then. This is now Welcome to the Savage Nation. This is December 7th, 2020. And I'm looking back, and looking forward, and looking around, and I ask myself, you know, after the attack on Pearl Harbor, many things happened, especially in the early days of that war. We almost lost the war. Many people don't know that, especially the ignoramuses on the left who don't realize that we not for the eddies of that time. They'd be speaking German, or they'd be a lampshade. But we almost lost the war, not only to Germany, but to Japan, and many things were done as a result of that, including the internment of Japanese-American citizens. The internment of the Japanese-American citizens is seen as one of the darkest chapters in American history. And it's difficult to judge today what was done then with any clarity. I ask today, by the way, on Twitter, Japanese internment, World War II by Democrat Roosevelt, necessary or racist? You should see the answers I've gotten. Many of them, by the way, are extremely intelligent r- replies. I was, I was quite surprised by the replies. Now, watch how I tie this question of, was the internment of Japanese in World War II by the Democrat Roosevelt necessary or racist? Notice how I tie that to this statement. Do you realize the lockdowns are an undeclared martial law, passed without a single vote? No one in American media, in the American media, has called it martial law except I. I've always been the head of the spear. I've always been the tip of the spear. I've always been the man who saw further than anyone else in the media. The Savage Nation News Views and Reviews. News views and reviews you can trust for the last 26 years. Not your father's conservative show. Films, books, art, science, poetry, philosophy, mysticism, nutrition, food, cooking, pets, cars, boats. But today we're going to talk about politics. Again, my insight, I think, is unique and important. And I'm tying it to the Japanese internment, which was done without any vote in Congress. It was a, an executive order. Cuomo, Newsom, Whitmer, all the Democrat governors have declared curfews and lockdowns the law of their states without any debate in their state legislatures not a single debate not a single vote for or against they have declared martial law upon the citizenry now there's a pushback many experts are rejecting total lockdowns if you look at the faces of the health fascists What you see are deranged individuals. Usually they're failed doctors. These health fascists, these public health fascists are petty bureaucrats. They're usually stupid. They couldn't even become a a general practitioner. And they're power mad. And yet they speak with the authority of a bureaucrat, saying the lockdowns are necessary and you must stay at home. You must cancel Christmas. You must cancel Thanksgiving. Am I the only one in the media who says this is martial law? Well, right now I am, but I won't be tomorrow. But I'm not the only one who's not buying the stay-at-home messages. Many real experts, not Fauci, the pharmacist's delivery boy, who was a delivery boy for Pfizer and the other drug companies, that delivery boy is not the god of all. On this, there are many experts who say there's a better way. And they're using methodologies that have been used to reduce the use of heroin, for example, harm reduction, methods called mitigating risk. The public itself is rebelling against Cuomo, Newsom, Whitmere, and the other Democrat knee jerkers who think they know it all. We have a COVID 19 pandemic that is serious. But why are we not using a harm reduction approach that would encourage masking and social distancing instead of demanding that people have no contact at all with friends or family that they don't live with? Where'd they come up with that crap? Who came up with abstinence only? Are these the same people who had nothing to say when gay people were passing AIDS to each other and never brought up the word abstinence or quarantine? Yes, they are. Last week in Los Angeles, One of the largest populations in the country became one of the only places in the country to stop all outdoor gatherings among people who aren't in the same household, prohibiting two friends from meeting up in a park or going on a hike with masks on. Governor Newsom followed this draconian stupidity. Now, we all know that California officials are not the smartest people on earth. And we also know they're panicking to stop the unprecedented flood of new coronavirus cases all up and down the state. But even their critics acknowledge the impossibility of this situation. But my friends, banning safe outdoor activities? What do you think that's going to do to the population? Well, a Brown University health economist, Emily Oster, said some of the things they're telling you not to do are incredibly low risk. When you are so strict about what people can do, they stop listening. Isn't that interesting? And what about the loss of livelihood? I've been eating in restaurants fairly regularly since the COVID epidemic, both takeout, sit down, outdoor eating. Tonight in San Francisco, tonight in the area where I live, will be like New Year's Eve across the region when people flood into their favorite restaurants to say goodbye perhaps forever to the owners and the workers and the busboys and the waiters and the cooks who depend upon them for their livelihood. I've been tipping triple, double, quadruple in the last week. I tipped the busboy $20 who brings me bread. He almost cries when he sees me. He has nothing after this idiot, idiocy that's gonna to occur tonight. I ask them all and they speak to me in broken English. We don't know what we're gonna do, Michael. We have no jobs, nothing. They don't know what to do. Go tell that to Governor Newsom. Go tell that to Governor Cuomo. Go tell that to Governor Whitmer, who sit there in their imperious towers and tell the poor immigrants to drop dead through the stroke of a pen. No, they didn't even uh, write a law. They've declared martial law simply by fiat. And some of the things they're telling you to do are stupid. Remember, and remember carefully that these are not bureaucrats who own these restaurants. These are not the morons with masters of public health degrees, or even stupid low cr- low class medical degrees, who took the safe and easy way out and became bureaucrats in these departments of public health. These cushy little bureaucracies. All of a sudden, these morons are telling people to go broke in the name of public health. They know nothing. They've collected a big fat check every month or every two weeks big fat pension they sit on their behinds and they don't understand what it is for a man who owns a little restaurant a chain of one or a chain of two a one restaurant two chain three it doesn't matter so they complied many of them built outdoor dining facilities all across california you see them up and down the streets they spent every dime that they didn't have complying with these petty bureaucrats these martinets, these stalinists They built these outdoor dining areas which are perfectly safe. They have practiced every hygienic rule known to mankind and then some, using sprays on the tables, on the chairs between customers, changing tablecloths. Immaculate, these restaurants are immaculate. The servers wear gloves, they wear masks. But these petty bureaucrats who have never missed a paycheck like the little Stalinist monsters that they are, are saying, as of tomorrow at noon, you will be out of business. You may have spent your last dime. You may have borrowed thousands of dollars to comply with the last edict we gave you, but we don't give a damn. We're still gonna collect our check every two weeks. And when you're not looking, we'll be with our girlfriends and our boyfriends. We'll be with our family. We'll be dining in the French laundry or the French toilet bowl. We'll dine wherever we can, whenever we want. I'm the mayor of San Francisco. I can do what the hell I want, drop dead. I'm the governor of New York. I'm Mr. Meatball. I'm Governor Meatball, you know? You know, I'm Governor Meatball. I could have a gathering with my family, but not you with yours, because I'm the meatball. I'm the chief meatball in the pot. I want to go back to what I said at the beginning. Do you realize the lockdowns are an undeclared martial law passed without a single vote? Do you understand how profound that statement is? Do you understand the ripples that this rock is going to have in the pool of thought? You are living in martial law without so much as a vote. How did this happen? How did these martinets, who are not often, who are often not that smart, by the way? Don't assume that these public health officials are that smart. Most of them I said to you are not that smart. They're failed doctors, by and large. They're ushers for hidden interests. They are destroying and decimating millions of lives. So again, i got to bring it back to Japanese internment in World War II. I brought that up this morning because it's December 7th, World War II. The Japanese Americans were interned by the Democrat FDR. There was no vote on it. There was no discussion. It was done by executive order. Japanese Americans were interned. Was it necessary? Was it racist? The knee-jerkers said, oh, it's racist. Immediately, racist, 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 they said. Did you know that there were internment camps of Germans in America during World War II? Do you know That Italians were also oppressed because they were seen as a threat to Homeland Security? Did you know that even Joe DiMaggio's father, who had a small crab fishing boat at Fisherman's Wharf, had his boat seized by the US government in World War II? You don't know any of it because the Italians and the Germans didn't complain, they didn't cry, they didn't demand reparations they understood why it was done. There were internment camps of Germans in America during World War II. Did you know about that or you didn't learn that at, at Harvard? The same Martinets who were locking you down didn't teach you about the internment of Germans. The same Martinets who were locking you down and turning you a prisoner in your own country. They always tell you we're a racist country because it was only done to Japanese. Did you know Italians were all surrounded up? Not in the same way. Did you know that there was a compulsory relocation of more than 10,000 Italian Americans? Did you know that there was a restriction on the movements of more than 600,000 Italian Americans nationwide? You didn't know any of this. You know why? Because the communists have hidden this from history. Because the communists are using race as a weapon to destroy this nation. When I come back, I will discuss these topics and more And I will leave this monologue with this question How will history judge the current unconstitutional lockdowns and curfews? How will history judge Cuomo, Newsom, Whitmer, and all the other Democrats? How will they be judged? I'll let you decide. I'm Michael Savage. Savage. With the holidays approaching, it's important to practice safe online shopping. Only shop at websites with URLs that start with HTTPS. And there should be an icon of a locked padlock, typically to the left of the URL. And don't overshare. No online e-tailer needs your social security number or your date of birth. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. This holiday season, you could miss certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit and bank statements. Get LifeLock, the leader in identity theft protection. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information being used in their network, they'll send you an alert. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can help you feel warm and protected this holiday season. Save up to twenty-five percent off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com/savage. That's LifeLock.com slash savage, for 25% off. How will history judge the current unconstitutional curfews and lockdowns? How will Cuomo, Newsom, Whitmer, and all the other Dems be judged? I made a reference point to the Japanese internment during World War II. I said to you in the opening monologue, we are living through martial law. I'm the first one in the media, so far as I know, to declare this to be an undeclared martial law. Now my book, yes, my book, Our Fight for America, has a chapter called The War on Our Liberty. I wanna read you one paragraph on the American shutdown, page 117, if you have a copy, open it up. They didn't just close our restaurants and bars, they didn't just ban us from traveling by air, The liberal maniacs running San Francisco and several Bay Area counties, including my own, locked us down in our homes, forbidden to leave except under limited circumstances. That's where it started, with New York soon to follow. It's no coincidence, I wrote, that the most liberal governors of the most liberal states were the first to impose these draconian measures. If a foreign power wanted to take over the country and knew they could do so by scaring Americans to death, With a virus that is not as lethal as these Democrat governors told us it was, they couldn't do a better job. These lockdowns, these lockdown governors Newsom and Cuomo pioneered, are these lockdowns that governors Newsom and Cuomo pioneered are nothing more than a power grab. They used projected deaths and morbidity of the coronavirus using faulty methodology as their excuse to impose what amounts to martial law. Page 117 euphemized as social distancing on a population that was sadly too willing to comply. There's a lot more. But I use that word and that reference to martial law on page 117 in my book, Our Fight for America. The only reason you haven't heard about it is because the same radio cartel that has driven me off the airwaves as of December 31, they have won, there's no question about it. That cartel, that Ozar cartel, they're as dangerous as a mafia of any kind. They want this time slot. You wait and see who goes into this time slot. The only reason you haven't heard about it is because they own all the outlets and they control the speech the same way that Jack Dorsey does on Twitter. They may complain about Dorsey and Twitter, but they're no better and they're no different. It's all economic. Now let's take some calls in the few seconds that remain. Jay in Connecticut, line five. I'm sorry, 30 seconds or less. Yes, Dr. Mike, wonderful. Uh, I've I've called before, but I've never talked to you, and I keep it brief. Uh, I just wanted to say I have learned so much from you. You are wonderful. I have many years in the military. Thank you for bringing up Pearl Harbor today. You're the first one I've heard do that. Jay, 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 I'm not going anywhere. The monologues, the... The podcast, they're not going anywhere. Thank you, Jay. Savage.
1: I ask that the Congress declare that since the unprovoked and dastardly attack by Japan on Sunday, December 7th, 1941, a state of war has existed between the United States and the Japanese Empire.
0: Now, why am I playing that today when so many people don't even know what World War II was? Millennials probably don't even know there was a World War II. They only know how their abs look or their glutes look they only know how their nose ring looks they only know how their nose hairs look they're called influencers some of them i don't know who they influence but some of them are very popular they sell makeup and nail polish they more they're probably more well known than uh, fdr himself i would think a 22 year old girl who sells nail polish and shows her behind is probably more not, well more well known certainly than albert einstein Goethe, never heard of him. Did he sell a hairspray, the Goethe hairspray line? So they don't know about World War II. You say Japanese internment, they say white racist. That's all they know. They're knee-jerk liberals. But how will history judge the current unconstitutional lockdowns and curfews? How will Cuomo, Newsom, Whitmer, and all the other Dems be judged? Not well, I do not believe. Not well at all. Now, there's so much I can do at any one time, it's very hard to determine which way to go. I could read to you from the War on a Liberty in Chapter 7 from Our Fight for America, but I'd rather you read it yourself. Instead of quarantining an entire nation, the stuff of dystopian fiction, in Korea, South Korea that is, they quarantined just those who needed to be quarantined. That's on page 118, the most important book of this year. Is this book the only reason you don't know about it is because I'm not part of the radio cartel remember if I were part of the radio cartel I'd be on every radio cartel members radio and TV show do you understand that but you're not hearing about it there but that's okay there are many people who have no radio shows who have best-selling books that's what should have been done in this country we should quarantine those who test positive and the vulnerable communities who are at higher risk than the general population. If I was Trump's czar, his health czar, that's what I would uh, advise. There is absolutely no reason or precedent for what happened to our country during the initial outbreak of this virus and what they're doing now. It is a power grab, pure and simple. They immediately rushed to nationalize, centralize, and take control of your life. None of it makes any scientific sense. We are looking at an economic debacle in our nation that I haven't that has not been seen in our lifetime, perhaps in U.S. history. But the damage to our liberty is even more dangerous than that. You know, this nation used to be a nation based on the most good for the most people. That's what they told me when I was growing up, the most good for the most people. Yet New, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo had the nerve to say that if he saved just one life by locking down the entire state, it would be worth it to him. Do you realize how insane that is this is the same governor who says killing millions of unborn children is an essential right of women he's full of crap it's not about saving one's life or one life it's about controlling millions of lives which is all these demagogues have ever dreamed of I would never have believed that so many people would have given up so many of their rights so quickly without so much as a whimper nobody in California said to governor Newsom wait not so fast No one has said, wait a minute, you have no right to tell me I can't leave my house without your permission. Who the hell do you think you are? He even toyed with the idea of imposing martial law. But this is martial law. Bay Area liberals who make believe they're so wild and free are scared little rabbits hunkering down in their burrows because someone in the government said don't move. My friends, there's a lot to be said, and a lot of it has been written In our fight for America the most important book of our time because the subtitle is the war continues now you say why are you hocking an old book do you think it's gonna change my lifestyle if you buy this book no but it may change your life if you buy this book this book is the only thing that is out there that lays it all out about the stealing of the election it's right in there I I write about the voting machines it's in there see I see things I had of other people. I was given a gift. God gave me a gift. There are some of us who see things. There are great singers, right? We all know there are great singers. Bob Dylan is a great singer. He was a poet and a singer. There are great mathematicians, great doctors. And then there are great talk show hosts who see things. And I see things and I speak them and I write them down. And they're there for you in this case, in our fight for America. It's it's a great legacy, that that book, and I want you to have it as the legacy of this radio show. Many of you are very sad that I'm leaving at the end of December, but I'm telling you not to be sad because <laughs> although it won't be heard on your local radio station, it will be downloaded wherever wherever podcasts are downloaded, Apple, Spotify, you name it. MichaelSavage.com is your link to all of them. If you don't know how to even do it, you can get it right off my website. I've been stopped over the weekend by neighbors, the few who are conservatives, and they all say, we know you're leaving, Michael, but we're going to follow you on the podcast. Every last one of them knows this by now. I'm so glad to see that the uh, restrictions will not apply to podcasts, comma, at this time period. But we don't know what tomorrow will bring. I believe we're going to move into a state of total absolute censorship on every level within a year. But I want to go back to the topics at hand, which is Japanese internment, which is uh, important. Was it necessary or racist? And again, remind yourself, the Italians were rounded up, not to the same extent. Germans were rounded up, not to the same extent. But what Cuomo, Newsom, Whitmer, and all the other Dems are doing to us is in many ways the equivalent of the internment by the uh, government of the Japanese. The seizure of our liberty by these governors is the same thing. They may not be seizing our shrimp boats, as they did Joe DiMaggio's father and um, fish on Fisherman's Wharf, but if they're telling you not to go out of your house, are they not stealing something from you? They're stealing your right to free assembly, aren't they? They're stealing your 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 rights as an American citizen they did it without a vote without debate. How will these men be judged men and women Cuomo Newsom Whitmer, will they be judged harshly or as great saviors of the population? So again, I want to go back for a moment if I may to the Japanese internment. There's a lesson here for all of us right now and in another book, remember, I'm a writer first and a broadcaster second. I was not on the radio when when I was a kid, but I was already writing when I was a child. I didn't have two Dixie Cups and a string. I didn't have a shortwave radio. I didn't make believe I was a talk show host. I was writing things down in my journals. And one of my books was called Stop Mass Hysteria. That was last year. And I write about the internment of the Japanese in that book. I can't read you the whole section on it. But it's there, uh, pa- pages, uh, I don't know, pages 194 by 195. You can re- read it for yourself. I want to read this to you about the internment of the Japanese. Suspicion of American based Japanese did not start with the attack on Pearl Harbor. Japan had been enhancing its military and moving aggressively in Asia since, since 1931. As early as 1936, While conducting domestic surveillance, U.S. intelligence agencies had begun amassing lists of people to be placed in detention camps should hostilities break out between Japan and the United States. That was 1936. In late 1941, there were 112,000 Japanese living on the West Coast. A majority were American citizens. Many others lived in America for a generation or two. Once war was declared, the U.S. Department of State commissioned an investigation into these individuals' loyalty. Two separate reports indicated there was little cause. Notice what I wrote here. I know many of you think that you know who I am. You know nothing about me. You left-wing fanatics think that by judging me, you were superior to me. You're only judging yourself to the deficiency of yourself. Listen carefully to what Michael Savage actually wrote, you dumbasses, you. Two separate reports indicated there was little cause to question Japanese allegiance. Little cause to question Japanese allegiance. How do you like that? Savage published that? But both were suppressed because they didn't fit the narrative being crafted by Washington. The narrative was helped along by the Niihau incident in which a Japanese pilot crash landed on a tiny Hawaiian island immediately after the Pearl Harbor attack. Three Hawaiians of Japanese descent who did not know of the attack aided the pilot in an ultimately fatal escape attempt. That story made headlines and was used by President Roosevelt in February 42 to issue an executive order allowing armed forces commanders to create military areas from which any or all persons may be excluded. Did you hear that? I hope that Cuomo and Newsom don't declare their state's military areas from which any or all persons may be excluded. Maybe they'll deport us from our own state, making it safe only for Mexican illegal aliens so they can have 100% and absolute freedom to do what they want. And, and all of California and parts of Arizona, Oregon, and the state of Washington were designated military areas. Now, please listen to the rest of this. It's from Stop Mass Hysteria, a little-known book, but very important. The order said nothing about Japanese people. It didn't have to. By the end of spring 42, any citizen within who was at least one-sixteenth Japanese, the Yansai, or fourth generation had been uprooted by the war relocation authority and placed in one of 10 relocation camps kept there by armed soldiers and barbed wire. Their number included orphaned infants of Japanese descent whose threat as fifth columnists was never explained. It didn't matter. Hysteria as we've seen is a bootstrap operation. Propaganda makes the most susceptible people become fearful with the unease causing fear in others. Pretty soon, the movement had metastasized as hysteria. Does that sound familiar to you now with what we're going on with the virus profiteers, the vaccine manufacturers, the petty fascists like Fauci and others? Do you understand that this is mass hysteria? Do you understand they're using propaganda and fear to make the entire population uneasy? As the war raged and, war, and word of Japanese aggression and atrocities abroad circulated and they were horrible what the Japanese were doing, what they did to Nanking, 200,000 Chinese women raped, children bayoneted to death. And as American sons were dying in the Pacific theater, popular sentiment held that all Japanese, including those interned on the West Coast, actually deserved their fate. The California legislature disseminated a paper claiming the loyalty of ethnic Japanese was with the Japanese emperor and that Japanese schools in America taught racist ideologies. Media embraced these claims, endorsing internment so the military could avoid running even the slightest risk of a major disaster from enemy groups within the nation. I can read more, but I need to pause because I think you've gotten the main point. The hysteria, the mass hysteria of today is that of the virus. The hysteria and fear that is being promulgated by the liberal governors and vermin in the media like Wolf Blitzer, Jake Tapper, Rachel Madcow, and the other fascisti are the reason that we are losing our constitutional rights and are living in a state of martial law. You can take those words to the bank, Savage. You know, in all the shows I've done over all these years, I can tell you the difference between most of them. You know, any performer knows which ones are different than others. My monologue of today is one that will live for a very long time. And I want you to try to capture it today on my podcast and share it with as many people as you know. Because when I ask how will history judge the current unconstitutional lockdowns and curfews? How will Cuomo, Newsom, Whitmer, and the other Dems be judged? And I compare it to the Japanese internment in World War II. And I told you I wrote about it as martial law in my book, Our Fight for America. I've given you an awful lot to think about. Now, can Trump run again is a prosaic question that needs to be answered. Yes, he can. I hope he doesn't. I hope that... uh, Mr. Pompeo is run in the next election, if Trump doesn't prevail in this recount business. I'm a huge fan of Pompeo, who's a former Army Ranger, number one at West Point, which means an awful lot to me. But Trump could run again. Grover Cleveland lost an election after only one term. And then four years later, he won against Benjamin Harrison. The reason? Harrison became very unpopular owing to high tariffs and corruption. Cleveland was the only one out of 13 one-termers to run a second time. Mark my words, our Harris-Biden team will be the most unpopular capo regime in the history of this country, owing to the devastation to our freedoms and the economy.
1: And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times bestselling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. The special election in Georgia is going to determine, ultimately, the course of the
0: Biden presidency, And whether Joe Biden and Kamala Harris can deliver legislatively all the commitments they've made. That's the best argument to vote against the communists uh, on the Democrat side. Welcome to the savage nation. You know, anything he and Soros want is devastating to the American people and the American freedoms that we uh, are still hanging on to. Like a sore tooth that's about to fall out. Welcome to hour two of the Savage Nation, the December 7th, 2020 edition. As I said at the end of the last hour, it was probably my rating in all my years, the best one hour I've ever done in radio. I can tell you right now, I know it was one of my best hours from beginning to the end. Now, why am I telling you that? It's an intimate show, you know, and I feel like sharing that with you. I feel that my shows in the last few weeks have been better than ever. Each one got better than the one before it. I can't promise the Wednesday show will be better than this one. But I can promise you that what I delivered so far today is important to you in America. And when I asked you, how will history judge the current unconstitutional lockdowns and curfews? How will Cuomo, Newsom, Whitmer, and all the other Dems be judged? And I compared them to... Our current view of FDR's internment of the Japanese in World War II. And I declared that we are living through an undeclared martial law, which I wrote about in my book, by the way. You hear people say, well, Alec Jones said it. Well, Alex is a great guy, but he probably read it in my book, Our Fight for America, because I was the first to declare it to be martial law. I certainly won't be the last. Now you're going to hear it regularly. Tomorrow you'll hear it on a lot of shows, probably by the end of the day. The ambulance chaser and others will pick up on it and you'll hear it. It will be spread. Now, as of January, God willing, I will only be heard on podcasts, which is okay. Don't be so, many of you are very sad. You feel like you're never gonna hear me again and you wanna hear my voice on radio. I love radio. I think it's a wonderful medium. There are things about it I still love. But I like podcasts for a number of other reasons, including the fact that I can still do the same exact show The show you've come to love. News, views, and reviews. News, views, and reviews you can trust. Not your father's conservative show. Mine is different. Books, art, science, poetry, movies, philosophy, mysticism, food, nutrition, cooking, pets, cars, boats. These are all topics that I find I'm comfortable with. But today it's all politics. How we have gone from Japanese internment to lockdowns and curfews without so much as anyone screaming. Few have. Few restaurant owners realize that their rights have been stolen from them, and I backed them a 1,000% because they've invested tens of thousands of dollars in doing just what these petty bureaucrats and martinets told them to do. Outdoor dining, okay, so I'll take the last cent I don't have. I'll borrow money from anyone I can meet, and I'll build that outdoor area to my restaurant. I'll put that canvas over the top. I'll put the plexiglass up. Yes, master, yes, master, yes, master. Yes, master, I'm on your plantation. Whatever you say, master, master of public health, you dunce, you, you mook, you bum, you should be in jail. You. So now if this was a podcast, I would have continued that riff, but it's not. It's broadcast radio. So the podcast, I have a demographic here. Excuse me, where the downloads are heard. I'm not going to bother you with it. Most of them are heard on Apple Podcasts. Then on Apple Core Media, then Chrome, that would be Google, because people just say on Google, find Michael Savage Podcast. Chrome, Safari, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Alexa, Unknown, Apple Watch. That's the order in which the downloads uh, are heard. And my podcast went up 500% this year from the year before when it was already in in the highest percentage that this company had. So listen, don't be so depressed. My podcasts are amongst 2% of all the podcasts in America. Do you you know how phenomenal that is without a TV show and without other people in the media promoting you? It means you have found it, and you will continue to download it the way you've been downloading it. That's all. And I'll continue to do the show. The only difference is there will be no callers. Maybe there'll be one. We'll figure that one out as time goes on. So then I looked at... um, I don't want to talk about Trump right now and the election. We know what's going on. We know how it has to happen. I told you at the end of the last hour, Trump can run again. I gave you the example. I don't know that anyone in the media has bothered to do the research that I do, but I'm a a scholar by training. Grover Cleveland lost an election after one term. And then four years later, he won against Benjamin Harrison. And why did Harrison lose? because Harrison was very unpopular due to high tariffs and corruption. The same way that Biden and Harris will become the most unpopular team in American history owing to a total absolute destruction of our economy owing to socialism and then a complete destruction of our freedoms owing to their power madness. And so then Cleveland who lost to Harrison ran again and he won owing to the corruption of Harrison. And Cleveland was the only one out of 13 one-termers to run a second time. So Trump could run again. Should he run again? Will he be healthy enough to run again? I don't know. I think Pompeo would be a fantastic president. I'd back him 1,000%. I've always liked this man. Former Army Ranger, number one in my book. Number one at West Point. How could you want someone better than that? In the White House. I don't know. So let's hope that um, we prevail here in the uh, courts which I doubt will happen. I personally don't think that the courts are going to rule very favorably for our side and I have told you a, a month ago that even if it should get to the Supreme Court it's unlikely they would back President Trump because they're all politicians at the end of the day. Make no mistake about it they're not gods. They're just men and women like you who are ambitious and so ambitious that they became Supreme Court justices. You understand that? They're not godly. They're they're just very ambitious attorneys who are smart as hell and they play their cards right. And as politicians, they became Supreme Court justices. And as politicians, they think ahead. So why would they back Trump when the country has, you know, so divided itself like this? Okay, so let's look back for a minute, 855 we're talking about martial law, lockdowns, how will Cuomo, Newsom, Whitmer, and other Dems be judged, the Japanese internment, I taught you the Germans were interned, also interned in World War Two. did you know, oh, you didn't hear about that? You didn't hear the Germans screaming for reparations? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, they were rounded up, not the same way, of course, as I read to you from Stop Mass Hysteria, it was... Um, done to the Japanese in a way that was not done to the Germans and Italians, but it was done to them nevertheless. Prior, uh, before, listen to this. I don't know if you know this. In 1940, since this is December 7th, in 1940, a new law was passed that all aliens over the age of 14 had to be registered. Following the attack on Pearl Harbor in 41, but even before America had declared war on Germany. Roosevelt announced that Germans, Italians, and Japanese were now considered to be enemy aliens under the DOJ Alien Enemy Control Unit Program. Now remember, the Germans had not attacked us. The Italians had not attacked us. The Japanese government had attacked us. So there was a special, let us say, view of Japanese Americans. However, anyone who could be described as an ethnic German became a suspicious person. And cases were looked at on an individual basis. And there was a rule that generally people were only to be detained if, they were, if there was some evidence to suggest that they posed a threat. What happened? You didn't hear about that in your history books at Harvard? 11,000 Germans were taken to DOJ camps. 11,000 Germans. You didn't know that, huh? Huh. The majority of these were German nationals. But the number of 11,000 also included U.S. citizens of German descent. The number of those who spent the war in such internment camps other than Japanese was much higher than the 11,000 detainees I have mentioned. I don't think you know that because the left wing has made the Japanese the only victims of this internment business. Now, I want to speak about something else for a moment in a minute or two here. I'm, As a result of President Trump's graciousness, I was appointed to the board of the Presidio Trust. Many of you don't know what that is because you don't live in San Francisco. Many of you who live in the Bay Area don't even know what that is. There are 1,200 pristine acres here that are in a public trust. It has to be self-sustaining. It used to be a military base going back to the Civil War. Some of the most important and expensive land in the entire Bay Area is under this trust. So you can imagine how the real estate interests and others would like to grab this land and use it for their own interests. Well there's been going on a long time and luckily prior to my appointment there were some great people on the board and there still are and I'm a newcomer, it's only been less than a year I'm on that board. But there's something I've got to talk about here and I may do it again later on in the week or next week. There is a military heritage museum on the property of the Presidio Trust. Now remember the Presidio was an army base. So you would think that the military heritage museum would show us the greatness of the U.S. Army at the Presidio, but it doesn't. Instead, it shows us big things about the Japanese internment. Two of the largest exhibits inside this Heritage Museum are about the internment of Japanese Americans. Now, as important as that is, it does not define the U.S. military. In no way does it do that, and I've raised objections. I'm not the only one to say this is cockeyed, this is crazy. At the Presidio Trust. And we want to see in that museum at the Presidio Trust some of the greatness of the US Army, such as the landings in Normandy, the landings in Iwo Jima, the landings at Anzio. We also want to see some pictures in that museum of the doors of Auschwitz and the other concentration camps being blown open and the Jews let out by U.S. military. I am so sick and tired of the vermin on the left debasing the military in my country that I could just scream about it, which I'm doing. But you've heard only the beginning of my outrage. And even if Trump should not prevail, and should Biden-Harris, the Biden-Harris group, take over, I'm on for another three years on the Presidio board, Presidio Trust board. And I'm going to kick my heels up and raise hell until the U.S. Army is represented properly inside that museum. Thank you for listening. Savage. It used to be a beautiful place. here When I moved here in the 70s, it was the greatest place on earth, and then these left-wing bullweevil weevil bastards took over this state and destroyed it. It went from the most tolerant to the most intolerant place on the planet. People tell me when they drive out of California over the border into Nevada, they feel free. They feel like they're leaving East Germany, leaving West Germany, or East leaving East Germany for West Germany during the uh, Iron Curtain. How is it that you liberals have become the very thing that you said you opposed, how is that possible? Why are you morons the ones who run with masks on? Why are you morons the ones who drive in your own car with a mask on, you idiots, you? How stupid can you get? You're afraid to breathe your own air? Are you that dumb? I, I never saw anything like it. Never. Now, the state of California is lying to us when they say they're using ICU capacity is a marker to increase the shutdown, right? ICU. What's the ICU? The intensive care units. So Governor Newsom says, well, we're reaching 15% of capacity or near it. So we're going to shut you down, lock you down, lock you up, shut your mouth, close your eyes, plug your ears, and turn you into serfs. And I am the new master of your life. Okay. And what is the marker that he's using for his martial law? ICU capacity. What have we learned from this? Well, two things. The hospitals are inadequate in the state of California and that there are not enough ICU units. Why can't they increase the ICU units in hospitals? Isn't that a solution to it? Instead of destroying the economy, are these people this stupid to have everything backwards? Instead of destroying billions of dollars in tax revenue, why don't these morons invest tens of millions of dollars and create new ICU units rather quickly. Why don't they do that? Because they can't think. Do you think that because they're governors or they're health commissioners, they're smart, do you think that automatically makes people smart? They're not known for thinking. They're politicians. So here, I'm I'm giving them some food for thought. Show leadership. Let me lead you. Instead of blowing away billions of dollars in tax revenue by destroying businesses, Governor Newsom, why don't you invest tens of millions of dollars immediately and increase ICU capacity in these hospitals that you are using as a market to increase the shutdowns? Tell me why. Because one of your pinhead public health doctors didn't come up with the idea? How much does an ICU unit cost to to create in a hospital? Maybe someone could give me that number. I don't know the cost. It can't be cheap. But the hospitals are there. There's a lot of empty space in hospitals, by the way. So create new ICU units in these hospitals. Wheel them in. Get them from the military. Have the military bring in the ICU units. They're probably prefabricated ICU units. Create them in trailers. How come you're not doing that instead of destroying people's lives? Because you can't think, because you're not thinking, because you refuse to think, because you're not leaders. There used to be an adage in the 70s when I first moved here. When the leaders don't lead the people, the people must lead the leaders. I am the people trying to lead the leaders who can't lead the
1: people. Savage.
0: With Thanksgiving, you know, it was just the end of the week and then you go back to work the next week. With Christmas, it starts several days before it, it goes
1: through Christmas,
0: yeah. the week after Christmas, yeah. into New Year's and the New Year's holiday. I uh-huh. think it could be even more of a challenge than yeah. what we saw with Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, we so want I hope you to that stay they realize that and, and understand yeah, yeah, that yeah. as difficult as this is, nobody mm-hmm wants to modify, if not essentially no, shut down no. their holiday no. season. But we in no, a very all. critical time in this country yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. We've got to not walk away from the facts and the data. This no. is tough going for all of us. You're full of crap. You're a little uh, runner for the pharmaceutical industry, you bum you. If you knew what the hell you were talking about, you wouldn't be in a bureaucracy for 44 years. You're nothing but a petty bureaucrat, Fauci. And... If you cared about American people and their freedoms, you would be talking about increasing ICU capacity in challenged areas instead of locking people away and destroying their lives and businesses. You're a liar and you're dumb. You're not as smart as you pretend to be. Now, there are California sheriffs who are standing up to these fascists. Here is Riverside, California Sheriff Chad Bianco saying, I won't enforce Governor Newsom's ridiculous COVID rules in clip six.
1: As has been our position from the beginning of this pandemic, the Sheriff's Department is asking and expecting Riverside County residents to act responsibly and do what they can to protect themselves and their family from contracting the virus.
0: That's America. Wear your
1: mask and practice social distancing. There you go. While the governor's office and the state has threatened action against violators, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department will not be blackmailed, bullied, or used as muscle against Riverside County residents in the enforcement of the governor's orders. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a safe and Happy New Year.
0: This hero, Chad Bianco, is like the equivalent of the German police who would not enforce the Gestapo's rules of rounding up Jews. He said, I won't enforce Gavin Newsom's See, We kept hearing by liberals, we were brainwashed for years about why didn't the Germans stand up to Hitler? Why did they all go along? Why were they all good Germans? Why after the war did they just say I was following orders? Well, here's a man who's not following orders and who's attacking him? The vermin liberals. Who's attacking this brave sheriff? He said practice social distancing. He said wear a mask. So he understands that it's an individual responsibility and that there is a pandemic that is very serious. With a, By the way, very, very, very high survival rate, very low mortality rate, incidentally. And so he understands the trade-off between uh, liberty and health. Apparently, Governor Newsom does not understand that quotient. And I am encouraging Governor Newsom, Governor Cuomo, Governor Whitmer, and all the other knee-jerkers to spend tens of millions of dollars tomorrow in an emergency expenditure to build or install or expand ICU units in challenged hospitals rather than destroying the economy. That would be the best advice you have ever gotten since this epidemic began. No one has come up with it but I. If someone has, God bless them, I don't know who who that might be. No idea who it would be. But let me say it again because it came up here on this show today in public on the uh, Savage Nation show and I'll say it again, Governor Newsom, if this message gets to you, spend tens of millions of dollars in an emergency authorization to create and expand existing or create new ICU units in challenged areas and let the people go. Let the people be free. Then they will know you are a leader. You are now the most despised governor in the history of California. I don't care what the Chronicle reports. It means nothing. I hear liberals who have voted Democrat all their lives cursing Governor Newsom. I go to restaurants and I hear Mexicans. I hear Americans who are not Mexican. Workers cursing the governor. They hate him. He can't afford this hatred. He is a public servant. He's got to listen to the people. People are not stupid. They hate him. He's the most hated governor in history. Cuomo is the most hated governor in the history of New York State. Whitmer is the most hated governor in the history of Michigan. You don't know this because of the propagandists in the Stalinist-owned press and the media. But they could rectify this, and they could save their names and reputations forever by showing true leadership and uh, spending Immediately, tomorrow, authorization, emergency meeting of the legislature by Zoom. Authorize tens of millions of dollars to create new and expand existing ICU units in challenged hospitals and let the people go. Let them be free. You cannot declare martial law without a vote, which is what you have done. The people have every right to revolt against you, and they are doing so. Not only the sheriff, but the people themselves. And by the way... There's no medical evidence for what you are doing, none whatsoever. There is no hard medical evidence for what you are doing. This is hysteria. It is mass hysteria put forward by a few low grade, very low intellect MPHs in universities and in health departments who, have never been, who had never been heard from before this uh, a- epidemic. These were career bureaucrats without very high IQs who took these jobs in these bureaucracies because they were safe jobs for people who couldn't become real doctors. And they took a cushy little public health job, nice salary, nice pension, nice desk. You know, they walked around for 15 years, no one paid any attention to them. All of a sudden they wake up and there they are with more power than they ever dreamed they would have. And what are they doing with it, abusing it? And I wanna remind all of these petty bureaucrats, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely, and you are the avatar Of this corruption not the conservatives not the right-wing but you you are the corruption itself you have corrupted the good office of the public health commissioner that you became because you're not expressing science you're expressing hysteria and feelings now there's a lot of science behind what I am saying to you let's take a look at the devastation to the restaurants and the small businesses in California and the other states I have relatives right now in Florida. Everything is wide open in Florida. So there's a disease raging. They know it. They wear masks. They practice social distancing. But the economy is booming in Florida. People are not dying at very high rates in Florida. Here in California tomorrow, actually today is Monday, tomorrow at noon, the governor has decreed that you shall be out of business. You shall become a ward of the state. You may have done what we have asked you, you may have spent tens of thousands of dollars you didn't have building those plexiglass and barriers around your restaurant in the streets and you hung on by your fingernails and your mother came in to cook and your sister came in to serve and you once had 60 employees, then you were down to six. Now you're down to three, then you came back up to 16 and you thought you were doing well, but no, we want to kick you in the in the guts. Now we want to destroy you altogether and take all that money you borrowed to build those extensions of your restaurant for outdoor dining because you see the virus doesn't spread very readily in an outdoor breezy environment which is why they built them we all know that everybody that, there's your science the virus does not spread very readily when there is good airflow that's well known that's why you're allowed to do outdoor dining especially in colder weather and so you did everything they told you to do you mortgaged yourself even more you built that barrier you bought the uh, extension. And what did the governor do to you then? He kicked you in the in the, in the the groin. And he said, now drop dead and go out of business. We'll take care of you. Don't worry. When Uncle Biden takes over, don't you worry. We'll pay you out. We'll just get that money from the rich or from somewhere. We don't know yet. But we'll get that money. And on top of that, not only will we get the money from the people who have earned it and saved it and put it away and pay taxes on it. Oh, we have other ideas. Now, one of the places you're still allowed to go as a citizen of the um, police state of California is a supermarket. After he closed the restaurants, he hasn't yet closed the supermarkets. But he has reported that he's considering martial law, per se, and they may even close supermarkets. And then what? You're telling me that the government's going to give you food and drink? You're going to go to a government-run supermarket for the food? You're going to stand on line for hours like in the Soviet Union for one salami? And you won't know how it happened? They can do it. This is what communists do. Now, when I say communists, you think, oh, they're not communists. Yes, they are. By all definition, they are communists. They don't have to walk around with a red star on their hat. They don't have to look like Joseph Stalin or Pol Pot or Mao Tung to be communists. They're naked communists. Learn a man is judged by what he does not by what he appears to be So again, let me repeat to you Joseph Stalin Soviet Union Soviet Union before glasnost before the fall of the wall Remember people couldn't eat they had to go to government stores. There was hardly any food in the stores Remember that you saw pictures of it and you said poor Russians then all of a sudden, the wall came down and freedom opened up. And all of a sudden, the economy started to boom. When they practiced a free market economy, goods flowed in. People were able to be capitalists and trade and make profits. And then Russia was free again. And here we are going the other way. Here we are going the other way. The Iron Curtain has descended on California. And there is a solution to this. First, the people have to be awakened and the only way to awaken people is with the facts and with logic and reason. People will respond to it. So although you may not have heard this these ideas before in exactly this way, please transmit what I've said to you today. The governor of the state of California and other governors of Democrat-run prison camps are saying that they're using the ICU capacity of hospitals as a pretext for shutting down Restaurants and bars and things like that. Isn't that what they're using? Isn't that their? Isn't that their rationale? Yes. So logic would dictate that they spend tens of millions of dollars immediately on increasing ICU capacity, and leave the people to work to run their restaurants and hair salons and and bars and whatnot. It will help not only the people; it will help the state's economy. It's commonsensical, but the. Very small-minded bureaucrats who advise these governors are not known for creative thinking, are they? That is why they're entrapped in bureaucracies for their entire life. Which leads us back to the number one idiot in the history of American science, the politician, the pharmacist assistant, little Fauci. Fauci is not a scientist. Fauci has long abandoned science. Fauci is a front man for big pharma. But worse than that, he's stupid. He sounds stupid. He acts stupid. His edicts are stupid. If this man had any brains, he'd be talking about what I just said. President Trump, I don't know if you hear any of what I say in translation through any notes. I don't know if you listen or you can anymore. You have a lot of pressures on you. Try to hear me. Dr. Savage is advising that ICU units be increased in these Democrat-run prison camps. So that there is no longer a rationale or justification for destroying tens of thousands of businesses and millions of lives. Thank you for listening to The Savage Nation. Savage. Welcome back to the last uh, three minutes and 50 seconds of The Savage Nation today. A day that shall live in Famey, not infamy, but Famey, 12720 show, one of the best I've ever done how we have gone from the Japanese internment of World War II to martial law internment, or martial law lockdowns of today. It's a fabulous show. Patrick and San Mateo, quickly, what's on your mind? Go ahead, please.
1: Michael, I absolutely agree with you that the um, internment of Japanese Americans has no place uh, in a museum in the Presidio in San Francisco. It was not a military action. It was an executive order issued by that great liberal Franklin Delano Roosevelt, executive order 9066 in February of 42, that put those Japanese Americans in those internment camps, and the military had little or nothing to do with it. If they want to have that kind of display, put it in the FDR memorial in Washington, D.C. Yeah,
0: a- good luck putting in the FDR memorial. He was a total socialist and a complete dictator, uh, FDR was, you know that. And, of course, the 442nd Regiment made up of, intern, of of Japanese is a very important story, but it's already represented in the Presidio Museum. I mean, have you been there, Patrick, to see the exhibits? You should when we reopen down there.
1: Not. I will go. That's what I was going to mention. The 442nd Regiment, if you're correct, was made up
0: of the most highly decorated unit in World War II were Japanese-American boys who enlisted in the U.S. military, to show their loyalty, that approved their loyalty, unlike the ingrates of today who uh, scream about this and that and won't do anything to prove their loyalty. Uh, They proved their loyalty to the nth degree by dying in great numbers in the most ferocious battles in many ways of World War II. It's a great story, very important, a very important story, the 442nd. And some of them had parents who were interned, by the way, while they were fighting and giving their lives for America. You know that as well, correct? Uh, Yes i do yes i have to run along i'm so sorry we're almost out of time it's a very important story and by the way the 442nd fought mainly in europe they didn't fight in japan against japanese they sent them to fight in italy against germans and you look at i think the battle of casino was one of them where so many of the japanese american soldiers died i remember meeting senator daniel Inouye of hawaii who had lost an arm as a member of the 442nd great man wonderful senator democrat wonderful man very dignified Democrat A different time in America when Democrats were not communists They were only liberals different universe But now we've moved into a whole new plateau where virtually where it's virtually impossible to distinguish between a Spectrum of socialism through communism and any serving Democrat. It's almost impossible to segment out the differentials That's how it's uh, evolved here in this country Again, this has been an important show for me, 12720. Title of the show is From the Japanese Internment of World War II to the martial law lockdowns of today and the overlaps, and how will history judge Newsom, Whitmer, and all the other Dems in the future? They will be judged by what they do going forward. They have made drastic mistakes thus far. They're closing the state down tomorrow. They can still stop that by spending tens of millions of dollars to increase ICU capacity, which is their rationale for destroying tens of millions of lives. Thanks for listening. Phone number is Well, Why give you the phone number? Just go to michaelsavage.com where you can link up to the uh, podcast later on today. But with God's will and your listenership, I will see you again later this week.